Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. And the Kansas City Chiefs with an enormous first-half output, hang on and make the plays down the stretch, and Patrick Mahomes has beaten Tom Brady for a second consecutive time. Kansas City, 27, Tampa Bay, 24. That was the result of the game. Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, 2-2 two and two now against Tom Brady. And we bring on Therese Paler, at Therese Paler, senior NFL writer, Yahoo Sports also does the Yahoo Sports NFL podcast with Charles Robinson. Therese, how are you, my friend? I'm good. How are you doing, my man? Well, we didn't have the Therese Paler show last night, but we will be podcasting this as we go fast and furious through the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, Therese, I heard you and Charles Robinson talking about it on your podcast on Yahoo Sports NFL podcast. Is this the last time we'll see Mahomes and Brady, or could we see him again in the Super Bowl? I mean, it's possible. I think the NFC is going to be um, pretty much the wild, wild west in the playoffs. You know, I don't see one team that I'm just like, yeah, they're going to get there. You know, um, it's going to be the team that that's playing the best right now. And um, or at least at the time in January. And we'll see how that goes, man. I think, you know, the Packers might have some say in that. I think the Seahawks, Saints, you know, and I think Tampa can do it, too. So uh, it'd be interesting to see what happens, my man. Well, the one thing is when you doubt Michael Jordan, I mean Tom Brady, he, he all week long people are talking about, you know, he can't throw the deep ball with 19 on the deep ball and all this. He goes out and completes a deep ball. Like, like Jordan, he wants to prove people wrong, right? And I think deep down he really wants to beat Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he's not going to show it outwardly, but to me he had something to prove in that game with the deep ball. He just couldn't get it done. Yeah, and uh... – you know, the deep ball is consistent with what Bruce Arians wants to do. So, you know, I think at some point, probably after the bye here, you know, they got to start getting to, like, Tom Brady football. And you know what that is? That's the run game. That's play action off the run game. And that's short passes to the running backs and to the tight ends with an occasional shot up top. But they got to do what he did for five or six years in New England before he left. He won three Super Bowls playing that way. You know, the vertical-based nature of this offense, I'm going to be candid, Bing, it doesn't make sense. Do what he does best. Throw short. Yep. Run the football. Like, like, what did they run, like 13 times on Sunday? Like, I know they were down or something like that. But, yeah, the Chiefs that ran. Right. You know, here's the that, thing, that's too. That's still not okay. And here's the thing, too, Therese. I mean, they came in with the top five defense, and they are number one against the run. You know what I'm saying? You can win in ways like the Patriots did, to be honest with you. Win with defense exactly. and short passes. I mean, they really could. That's what Bruce Arians had to say before that week and I, before the Chiefs game. And I don't know if there's validity to this or not. I don't know if it's excuses or it's fact. I'll let you decide. You don't have a spring at all or a real training camp. It's hard on the quarterback. Uh, 
especially when you've done something for 20 years and then throw all these guys at him. But I don't think you can have too many good players. See, Therese, and you and I have talked about this, and he's talked about this as well. It's the only coach I've really heard on record talking about this because everybody was questioning the continuity. He was questioning, you know, Brady and coverages, and he had made the comment several times that, hey, if you don't have a training camp, you have new players in there. And that's something you and I were concerned about on your sh- on the on the Tres Paler show throughout the year. These teams that are bringing in new players and why the Chiefs bring in every single coach and basically run it back with their players are an advantage, especially in a, in a pandemic-type year when you don't have OTAs, you don't have minicamp, and the continuity they don't have what they probably should have if they had all that. Yeah, and that's why I thought they were just going to be more consistent with what they do as far as running the ball. I don't understand it. I, I, I don't. And, um, you know, okay, so look, you can you can, you can can nitpick the, the passing to the running backs thing because clearly there's no back on this team that's as good catching passes as James White. Well, why don't you have one? Like, you can go get that. So, right? Like, I just – Yeah. They're confusing to me. Here's the thing, even with the running backs they do have, Fournette and Jones, those guys are pretty good runners. Like I'd probably be trying to get Leonard Fournette more than three carries. Ronald Jones is having a good season. He averaged seven point three yards a carry on Sunday. Like why isn't he getting more touches? I just it's it's not enough, my man. It's not enough. And I think they gotta kinda tweak what they do to fit what Brady does best. And we don't know if what their offense is is what he wants or what the staff wants, but we know what has worked for him. And it's what I described, and they need to get to that if they want to get to yeah, the Super Bowl. It's, it's up to him and Byron Leftwich is finding you know finding a way to to work with their talent. We, the, the Packers game, they had a lead, but they weren't able to salt it away. And then the Packers routed them. And against the Saints, they only had five carries in the game. Therese. that that actually broke an NFL record. The 1933 Cardinals ran it six times. Oh, the Chicago Cardinals in 1933, and they ran it five times. That is not a record you want to beat, my man, from 1933. I appreciate the uh, strong uh, factual um, notes and factoids that my man Baker's bringing on Big at Night. This is for real. And I agree. I agree, man. I, I, that Saints game was is what made me get off the Bucks bandwagon because I was there. I'm like, you know what? This team's going to the Super Bowl. And for them to completely no-show that game was an embarrassment and an indicator that there's something wrong. All right, Therese, was Tyreek Hill, unbelievable game. He had 200 yards in the first quarter. We haven't even seen a receiver get 200 yards in a game this season. It's fifth all-time uh, behind Lee Evans. Uh, Tyreek Hill was number two with 203. Lee Evans actually had 205 back in 2006. Sammy Watkins at Jacksonville in 2019. He's in the top five in that. Not only that, but since he's been playing, 19 touchdowns of 50 yards or more. Nine more than any other player in that span. He actually was the first NFL receiver to go over 1,000 yards. DK Metcalf actually has a little bit more yards now, so he's number two, and Travis Kelsey is number three. Unbelievable performance by by Tyreek Hill, and I wonder, I mean, you, the Chiefs will kill you in any way you give them a chance to. Against Buffalo, was running the football. They ran for 245. They took advantage of the coverage Tyreek Hill was getting. Again, this team will find a way to kill you, whatever you're going to give them. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I, I started reviewing the game today, and like I'm halfway through. You know, they they played a little bit more zone stuff than I thought. Really? And um, the thing is, like, you you can't play cover three. Like cover three is the same thing where you got the post safety mm-hmm. in the middle, 
I mean, Ty Hill can just run past those guys. So they were playing some zone stuff. Um, but it feels like the Chiefs kind of got them out of it because they kind of beat them on some chunk gains on some of their, like, um, cover four, you know. Um, so, I mean, it's really damned if you do, damned if you don't think. But I, it, the Hill's big plays were as a result of, like, single coverage. And you have to make them go the length of the field and execute. We see that now. Um, blitzing this guy doesn't make sense. You know, trying to go cover three or cover one, like, good luck. They're going to rip you up, man. So I, I think I think they learned a hard lesson, man. They learned a hard lesson. And Todd Bowles is a good defensive coordinator, but Absolutely. they learned a hard lesson. It's the same lesson. Every defensive coordinator has got to face these guys. Knows he's going to find himself in. What am I supposed to do against him? Because they got to answer for everything. Yeah, Bruce Arians was the head coach, and Todd Bowles, the defensive coordinator, when they drafted the Honey Badger uh, back in Arizona. So they certainly know talent and how to use it. Patrick Mahomes was unbelievable in this game. And, you know, if Hardman doesn't drop that pass or whatever, he's probably, he could maybe set an NFL record in, in passing yards. Now, it's the second best Patrick passing performance behind that 51 points he put up against the Rams in the MVP season. But that final drive to me was almost as beautiful as the one in Vegas where he led the Chiefs down for a winning drive because twice he scrambled for first downs in that final drive. Again, try to keep the clock rolling, force the Buccaneers to use their timeouts, which they did. And then on third and seven, completing an eight-yard pass to Tyree Kill, which slid in bounds to keep the clock running. Patrick Mahomes scrambled, slid to keep the clock running. Football IQ. But this drive was almost... It's not going to get the run that the one against the Raiders did, but to salt this game away and come away with two scrambles for first downs and complete a pass for first down, almost as brilliant. Yeah, and it's the ultimate indicator of, like, why these guys are so difficult to stop, man. Because, like, you know, when the quarterback is forced to run, thing, I mean, you know this. When the quarterback's forced to run, like, you've played good coverage. Like, you've done your job. Um and that's when you're supposed to get in a lick on that guy or, and try to discourage it. But he's elusive enough that he can run around and do it and get the yards he needs and not really get hit hard. And it's just so frustrating. You see all those guys, their body language just completely changes. And honestly, man, it's been like that since his first NFL game in Denver. I'll never forget some of those throws he made running around where, like, after him, Broncos, and this is a good Bronco team, too. They're good defense where they, they realized they had done everything they could and they, the kids still beat them. Uh, that's, uh, that's special. Last uh, Chiefs question, Therese, before we move on to NFL topics. Again, it's a truncated version of Therese Paler's show. Yeah, you used the word street justice again in your podcast with Charles Robinson on <laughs> Yahoo, and I love it. And you were talking about street justice with JPP and Frank Clark. JPP... Slaps Mahomes in the head, gets 15 yards. Frank Clark does it twice. And then you talk, okay, they doubled and put Frank Clark down. You saw a little bit of street justice there from the offensive line. Yeah, I did. Um, I think there was street justice on multiple occasions in that game. This is just Therese's theory. I mean, whatever. But, you know, when when Pierre Paul hit Mahomes in the face, I think Frank Clark saw that and said, F that. (laughs) Because... His 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 clubs to the head of Brady seem pretty intentional and fairly like preventable. And honestly, he'll he'll probably get fined for him. But guess what? Just in Teresa's opinion, my opinion, I think it's worth it. Like people have to know, like if you come after this guy 
even if it's by mistake, like we're going to do it back to you. And we're going to go over the top to make sure you know that there will be a price paid. So I like that from, I mean, look, I, look, I know this is barbaric. Like, like, like I, I know this is barbaric, but you know, that's where I'm at with that. Like you can't hit this guy, period. And if you do, you're going, your quarterback's going to pay. So yep. do it if you want. Um, but I like the Bucks reaction too. Like I thought, I thought they were extremely willing to chip Frank Clark physically after that. I think Kappa yeah. got him good one time yep. um, on that chip block, and uh, I liked it. I'm like, you know, that's good, hard, physical football. Um, I don't think these two teams like each other very much, especially after the way Tyreek Hill showed out, you know, calling the National Guard on the sideline <laughs> and flipping to the end zone. That's what Shannon like, Sharp ones I, did. It's yeah, great. I think uh, I think the Bucks. There's some bad feelings here now. I'm a hundred percent in on those teams meeting in the Super Bowl. I would love it because th- there's no love lost. You can believe that. Let's get some T-shirts. This is Tress Paler show. Quote Street Justice. Uh, I like the sound <laughs> of that. All right, switch gears for just a second, Tress. I will say this: your all juice team is unbelievable. I know NFL general managers look at it because I've heard an NFL general manager mention it, and so have you. <laughs> The former Chiefs GM. Can Jarrett Patterson please be on your all-juice team, my man? First running back to go back-to-back 300-yard games since Ricky Williams. He plays at Buffalo, and I know it's a draft question, but second most yards in the history of the game. I think they were dumb not giving it to him to get the record, but they didn't do it because they didn't know what was happening. But this guy's got to be on all-juice. He'll have a strong case, man. All right. I got to dive into all those, those, uh, (laughs) you know, the running backs. But he's got a strong case. Whatever you could do, like the yards this guy's racking up are crazy. And I like the little backs that do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm I'm in, man. I got you. I was watching him. He was like, man, this guy went back to back 300 yard games. He's got, (laughs) he went 408 touchdowns, tied a record. So that's some serious juice. Joe Morrissey. Remember him? Yeah, yeah, I love Joe Joe Morris. Morris. Love Joe Morris. But there was an article you wrote. I'm talking to Therese Paler, at Therese Paler. He's a Hall of Fame voter and senior writer for Yahoo Sports. But you had an article about this. And a win at Lucas Oil Stadium. Oh, my, have the fortunes changed. Because, ladies and gentlemen, who is in control of the AFC South? As we head to December, it is your Tennessee Titans. Final score, Tennessee 45, Indianapolis 26. And this is after Indy punked him in Nashville two weeks ago. You have a nice article on Yahoo. The bullies, the Tennessee Titans, uh, who are basically willing to bully you around the block. What Can we take a lot from this game? I mean, they, they basically did to the Colts what the Colts did to them in Nashville. And as you pointed out, the Colts were 4-1 and one against the Titans in their last five meeting. It's now 2-4 and four. Titans win in the last six against the Colts. Well, thanks for the compliments about the co- uh, column, first of all. Loved think, it. Uh, second of all, um, so, look, the the AFC is basically the Steelers and Chiefs, but that second tier has got the Bills and the Titans. And if the Bills and the Titans want to break into that first tier, they're probably going to have to go on the road in the playoffs and win in either Kansas City or Pittsburgh or both. And if you're going to do that, you know, you better make sure you've got an attitude, like a way you play, a style of football in an edge. And that column was basically just saying, I think the Titans have the edge right now. Like I have, I think they have the edge. They need to potentially come into Kansas city or Pittsburgh and have a shot at winning. I mean that I think um, offensively, they know who they are. I think Arthur Smith 
is a really, really good offensive coordinator who won't be one for long because he'll be a head coach. Um, and I think defensively, they're starting to come around a little bit. Um, now, their pass rush still has to prove it in the playoffs, but um, I like the way they play. And I like the fact that they still gather in midfield. It's kind of the FU attitude <laughs> it is. you need to go from Tier 2 to Tier 1 in this league. No, no question about it. Then the Buffalo Bills, as you pointed out, an 8-3 start. They started off 9-3 last year. Uh, they have a chance to do that again this year. McDermott's doing a good job with the Bills. Maybe to put them on that level. Now, Therese, one of the talked about things was Kendall Hinton with the Denver Broncos starting. He did everything he could. He, he was excited for the opportunity. You know, we had about a two, three, four-hour window there to get him wet and ready, you know, which isn't a lot, obviously. And um, he was excited for it. We were excited for him. His teammates were excited for him. But that's a big, big ask. And, um, you know, it just didn't work out. <laughs> that's what the Denver Broncos had to do. <laughs> they, they lobbied the NFL for Rob Calabrese, offensive quality control that last played in 2012 with UCF. And they tried Justin Riscotti, evidently, quality control that last played like 2006 with James Madison to play. The NHL will do that, the emergency goalie, but I would have been interested in a quality control coach playing in a game. And I don't know if they would have been worse than Hinton or not, but man, the Broncos getting jammed up. And then Fangio calls out all his quarterbacks and it spawns Drew Locke's mom to comment on Twitter. Yeah, there was a. A lot going on there. Uh, there is a lot going on there. Uh, I, I got to say, not not crazy about the comments from Fangio blaming his quarterbacks. Like, I feel if I were in that room, like, I'd probably feel some kind of way about that and, like, wonder how committed he is to me because I just – Vic is pretty straightforward anyway, but I just – I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know – what kind of sign that is that he didn't at least protect his guys. I don't know. I don't know how you feel. About no, it, I, I, I feel the same me. way. Cause I felt the same way after the first preseason game that drew the drew lock played in Canton in some of the comments afterwards. And I was like, this is not going to work. That's what I said. Then I said, this is not going to work. You got to have that guy's back. Cause that's your true leader. I know we're pressed for time here. I got to ask you this Trez, Cause you're a Detroit guy, Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia fired both of them. New England disciples, Bob Quinn and been all those years and, player development and everything for the uh, New England Patriots. Of course, Patricia from the Patriots. Did the Lions make the right move? And should Eric Bieniemy be interested in Detroit? Yeah, they made the right move. Um, you know, when Patricia took over, that he kept talking about, we got a lot of work to do. You know, this team needs to be rebuilt. Why? They were 9-7. and seven. Like, just, you're supposed to be the guy to get them over the hump, not tear it down from the studs. And by the way, in this league, if you do tear it down on a stud, you got three years to prove it. So um, the way those guys played the last two games, you know, he deserved to get fired. Quinn deserved to get fired now, you know. It's actually a good job, you know, like the ownership stays out of the way. He's a good job, and you can make the culture yours. It's just that they never do a good job of hiring the right people. They listen to the wrong people. They don't know football, um, and they have no idea like who to hand the keys to. So I'm just, you, you know, if you're a Lions fan, you just got to hope they get lucky and do that. <laughs> and then the right football person makes the right decision. So to answer your second question, though, yeah, I, th I do think the enemy should be interested in it. And I do think whether he brings, you know, Ryan Poles or, um, you know, Marvin Allen or anybody, um, you know, whoever he brings with him, you know, he'll get three years. And it is a good job. And I think he'd be great. Hey, he would be great. Trez, I hope you had a happy Thanksgiving, my friend. Um, hope you enjoy it. I hope you put a little buffalo hot sauce in that mac and cheese like I told you I did. <laughs> and I loved it. 
Uh, I loved it, man. <laughs> All right, you take care, my friend. Thank you for this, and we'll podcast this later. Thanks, Trez. All right, thanks, man. See you. There you go, Trez Paler right there. At Trez Paler on Twitter, senior writer, uh, NFL writer for Yahoo Sports, former um, beat writer for the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Hall of Fame voter as well. That's fast and furious. Uh, 20 minutes we had there with Trez Paler, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, the NFL playoff picture is out. We'll address that next. Bing at night. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.